Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition of 15 Minute U, better known this time of year as Bowl Minute U. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Matt Wazork. That's my brother, Evan. Finally made it to St. Louis. He's in a new and permanent, kind of permanent, location. At least for the next three years. Preach. We Evan has waited for that day for at least the last five days, but we, as a 15-minute you family, has waited for this day all season. The time is finally upon yes, us. The Natty is here. Before we get to our discussion on the national championship, Evan, let's go over a quick reflection of the bowl season. Let's do it. One, I just want to say I think this was a great bowl season. Games overall are phenomenal. Very happy with them. I want to zero in on this year's Peach Bowl featuring the Auburn Tigers and the University of Central Florida Golden Knights. Okay. Now, I'm sure everyone is very aware of the coaching change that went on down in Orlando. Scott Frost goes to Nebraska. One, this is not my main point, but this is a point I want to make. Other universities, take note of how to handle a coaching change because this is how you handle it. Scott Frost not only gets hired at Nebraska, he takes his entire goddamn staff to Nebraska. And they're like, yeah, that's cool, man. No harm, no foul. Do you want to coach in the Peach Bowl for us? And he's like, yeah, love to. So he splits jobs. They have players love it. They rally around him. They beat this SEC opponent that most people didn't have him beating, although I'd like to point out Matt and I picked the Knights. Uh, and I, it was just great for great for both parties. So one, universities, take note of that. Repeat that process. That's the way to go forward. None of this jump and ship the second you get hired. But anyways, they win. And the athletic director at Central Florida says, not only will the athletic department hang a national champions banner for the 2017 season, they are going to pay the coaches the national championship win bonus stipulated in their contracts. I don't know what that bonus is, but it's probably a lot. It's not a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, this is, I think it's half petty, half hilarious. I love it. I embrace it. Let's do it. They're not the national championships, though. champions, though, but so hysterical. Your thoughts I, on I, I'm with you. Their, their angle, though, is that... Pre-BCS, we had multiple schools claim national championships. Yeah. Our team, Michigan, is one of those teams. In 1997, yep. both Nebraska and Michigan claimed national championships. What's your refute to that angle? There was no national championship game would be my <laughs> thing. Although, I mean, I'm not – hey, man, I'm with – I think this is hilarious. Like, hang that banner. Pay those fools. I'm taking it a little bit it's more – It's a little different. I agree it's different. But Scott Frost said there was a obvious effort made to leave USC out of a position where it could be ranked U- in the UCF. Sorry, UCF, where it could be ranked in the top four. That's fine. The biggest tell to me is if Auburn had won the SEC championship game, would they have not been in the playoff? Oh, you mean the championship game? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and, I and believe who that they would have. UCF beat? Auburn. Okay, so why is he crazy? No, I'm not saying he's crazy. I'm just saying, what? So should Ohio State hang a national champions banner? <laughs> they were left out. You know, where does this end? 
That's fair. That's fair. No, they're not the national champions. I I do agree, though, that there was a concerted effort to leave them out. I think I agree with that. Kind of forced them into that position. Like I understand where they're coming from. Like Western last year, but uh, all this hype, and then they end up losing. Like a lot of these. But unlike Western, uh, they didn't, they haven't lost yet. No, true, absolutely. You got every right to say that we're the best team in the country. We've beaten everybody we played, including a team that's beaten both teams that are playing in the right. national championship. Game. Thank you, thank you. No, they have a strong argument. I I love. Are I, you the national? I champion, love the though? moxie no. coming out of Orlando. Yeah. I love the Moxie company. Could you be the and best with, team? Uh, what's his name? Hoople? How do you, I always say his name wrong. Heiple? I think. Heiple? I mean, I think they're going to run that back, man. As they well, say in NBA. Uh, let's see. Did, did you see the uh, Missouri defenseman who basically put the uh, Missouri bowl game loss on Heiple leaving? No. He was just like, yeah, I mean, he left, kind of put us in a bad spot offensively. Just straight up was like, yep. Josh Heupel's fault. Yikes. Didn't do what we wanted to do. So there was a lot made about conference play throughout this bowl season, particularly going into New Year's Day, a lot of Big Ten hype. Michigan absolutely looked flatter than a uh, folded tent, but still 7-1, and one, best conference record, yet the SEC has both teams in the national championship. What do you make of... The conversation around how conferences do in bowl season. Does it matter, and should we talk about it? Mm, I think I think it might get a little too overhyped, but that said, I don't think I don't think it's nothing. You know what I mean? You know, if we're weighting it on a scale of one to ten, what, what the overall bowl record is, I you know, I, ten being like most important thing, one being the least. I don't know. I might put like a six or a seven on it significant but not the whole picture all right so um what does it say about the big 10 that they were seven and one in bowl season i mean i think it's pretty good i think here's here's what i think is important too is people were saying the big 10 was the best conference throughout the regular season and then i think this helps confirms it but like i don't think you can go from being like a bottom conference to the top conference just because you have a good bowl record but why is the Big Ten the best if both the teams in the national championship are from the SEC? Ooh, so this is where uh, bowl <laughs> record stops caring. Or stops well, managing. that's actually a different question, right? Like, the Big Ten had the best bowl season, period, regardless of who comes out Agreed. Monday. Agreed. You know, and we think about this. Sometimes we talk about the season in phases, like September teams, October teams, November, and then bowl season teams, right? The Big yeah. Ten Agreed. was the best group of bowl season teams, period. Mm-hmm. Can't make a, a argument otherwise. What does it say about the Southeastern Conference separately that both teams are competing for the national championship? I mean, again, I think, you know, we said the Big Ten's bowl record kind of confirms what we were saying earlier in the season. I think this kind of confirms what we were saying earlier in the season. The SEC is very top-heavy. They're a pretty good conference. <laughs> and in this year, uh, very, Once very. you get past that... <laughs> Once you get past uh, their top levels, it kind of drops off. Yeah. Well, and I think it shows. Before now, we... those top two teams are very, very good. But, uh, <laughs> agree, yeah, agree. Drops off from there. And before we get to that game, we would be remiss not to discuss the Outback Bowl. Oh God! What Do was we have your to? Uh, 
You've, we've had a couple of days to ruminate on it. Uh, where are you yeah. at on now, Beckbull? So, one, if I can plug my own outside efforts, I did write a review for this. You can find it on lastwordofsports.com. <laughs> find it on our Twitter feed, on our Facebook feed. Oh, man. Uh, so, let me paint the picture of you for you where I was. So, I had spent New Year's Eve weekend with a uh, 15-minute fiancé, and I dropped her off at the Denver airport, okay. and then I immediately drove to the closest Buffalo Wild Wings yep. in the Denver area, yep. sat down. I was like the only guy in there because it was like 1030 when I walked in the yeah. door. I'm wearing my Michigan shirt. You know, they put it on the big TV for me. They put it on the volume. Since there's no one there, it's like way too loud. And it's um, New Year's Day, and they're like, what, why are you here? It's New Year's Day. Yeah, exactly. All the staff is, like, furious because they, you know, probably were up till midnight, yeah. but they got to be at work the next Anyways, digress. You tipped well, though. Um, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, we j- Michigan jumps out to that 9-3 to three lead. I'm like, oh. Well, oh. jumps. They, you know, they stumbled well, into jumps. not being they able to convert the red zone. The first, half, the first half was like, oh, boy. But then, like, coming into the third quarter, I was hey. like, oh. Here we go. Here we go. It just took him a minute to wake up. We got this. We got this. And then by midway through the third quarter, I got two strangers sitting next to me. They're both watching the game. Neither of them are Michigan fans. And basically, story of my life was when one of them leans over to me and says, I'm sorry, man, but you guys really deserve to lose this game after Peters had thrown his, like, third pick. And I was like, yep. It's bad. It's not good. Uh, not good. I... Didn't show a lot of grit, didn't show – I mean, I was disappointed by the level of preparation, at least by the offense. I feel really bad for that defense. I mean, story of the year, they play phenomenally well, and the offense just keeps putting them in bad positions until eventually they give up points. Like, I mean, you called it on the, on the preview pod that the offense was going to put the South Carolina offense in a position to score. Mm-hmm. We can't move – we cannot skip Quinn Nordine's uh, crotch crab. Going into halftime, which we'll come back Channel to. Channel is inner Baker Mayfield. Son, you should only do that when you win. I mean, he scored all the points in the first half. I don't... Right? What's up with He had that? a great game. Great, great game. game. Four field goals, long of 48. Yeah, Quinn grabbed those For a college uh, kicker? Yeah, they yeah. I'm concerned that when they get down, they're, it, it was like immediate quicksand. We had no response mm-hmm. to adversity the fumble in the red zone yes it's bad but you're up 16 okay yeah you'll be fine you got to respond to that i i I saw it and the defense did i felt like as a michigan fan i saw nothing from brandon peters that excited me about him playing quarterback at the university of michigan in the future there was no swagger there was no like hey we got this hey we got this he was just like so plaze i was like come on man i if you don't want and, it, you're not going to win. And the thing that's most perplexing about that is, uh, you know, leading up to the game, you know, you, you read interviews with his teammates and, like, sources close to the team are saying, you know, Peters has got this swagger that we haven't seen all season, mm-hmm. and he's really taking the Shea Patterson transfer seriously. Like, this is a little fire under him. He's just going to go out and play lights out and show that he deserves the job. And, like, that was not there. Right, I don't think there was anybody that enjoyed that game more than Shea Patterson. <laughs> I was like, Preach. I got this. I got this. Perfect. Oh, a lot of work to do in Ann Arbor. Let's move on to happier times and talk about the greatest day of the year. 
Monday, January 8th, college football playoff, national championship, which will take place in Atlanta, Georgia, 8 o'clock p.m. kickoff. We got Alabama favored by 3.5. The overrunner in this game is 47. Evan, where are you at on the natty? Uh, I agree Alabama should be favored. You're not taking them? I'm taking Georgia <laughs> with the points. I'm wax. Georgia. On wax, man. No um, way. No way. Yeah. Georgia with the <gasps> points. I'm taking them. Over, under? Uh, so, I'm very... Uh, 47? No, I say... Mm, yeah, I'm going under. Wow. I disagree, and I disagree. I'm taking Bama. I think... And I'm taking the over. 21-19... Bama. Wow. So Georgia with the points. Georgia with the points. Wow. Okay, tell me why. Well, one, I think it's going to be very close. I'm not buying that, like, Bama's just going to beat their bricks off. Uh, I've been very impressed by Jake Fromm all season. I think he is the uh, Jalen Hurts of this season. Like, Jalen Hurts came in. Can he possibly handle the pressure? And, like, yeah, proves he can handle the pressure. Um, I think... I was very impressed by how they didn't panic when they were down big against Oklahoma. They just kind of kept grinding, kept, you know, stick to what we know, feed Chubb, feed Michelle. Michelle? Am I saying that wrong? I I always say that last name wrong. Anyways, just keep grinding, pounding on the ground, and then, uh, you know, those guys will open it up for Fromm because eventually, you know, you need to start respecting the run, and then that takes away from the pass game, and uh, Jake can make some plays. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I think this is gonna be a close. I think it's gonna be low scoring because I think it's eventually just gonna turn into a grind on the ground. So yeah, I'm going 21-19. Crimson Tide wins. Bulldogs cover the spread. Also, dear shout out to their kicker punter with those rack specs. The rack specs. I, I gotta disagree, man. I, I think that Jalen Hurts had an off game in the Sugar Bowl. I expect him to. Be much sharper. He had an off game. He still had two touchdowns, no picks on the year. He's sitting at 17 touchdowns to one interception. Uh, he's had great ball control. Even in his it in a pretty mediocre game in the Sugar Bowl, he still found a way, you know, to be a manager and not not turn over the ball. So if that's how you are on a bad day. I think on a good day, you are frightening. Bama definitely by more than four, and I think they're going to put some points on the board. I, I don't. Jake Fromm is not what makes that offense go. I think it's the the running back play. If I'm Alabama, you got to think that they will stack the box. You got to find a way. If you slow down Chubb and Michelle, shut down the run game. Right. Think about uh, what did Gary Patterson say? If you're watching the um, coaching commentary for the Rose Bowl and Oklahoma is up thirty-one seventeen at half, and they go. All right, you've played Oklahoma twice this year. What do you do? Because they were dominating in the air and on the ground. He's like, I take away, I take away one thing from them. I either, you know, stack the box or like, just go, you know, double cover um, and and either force the run game to go or force the passing game to go. So Alabama's got to take a variable away. You take the run game away, huge, huge task. Now. Bama's had the best defense in the country. So if any defense is up to it, it's that defense. Can Fromm lead it if they take that variable away? I think so. I mean, well, again, I'm 
I want to reiterate that I'm talking about a close, and I still predict them to lose. But right. as far as keeping it close, yes, I, I think he can keep it close. Um, if for no other reason, then it's going to take a lot. It's not like you can just bring, like, one extra guy into the box and, like, that locks up Chubb. Like, yeah. you, to stop that Georgia run game, you're going to need a lot of assets. And, yeah, I, I mean, I think Fromm is good enough to just be like, okay, you know, they got seven guys in the box, or not seven, they got eight guys in the box, or however many guys yeah. they got. Um, and I just need to find one receiver open. I don't need to throw, like, the deep ball. You know, I'm just going to, like, get us down the field in five, six-yard chunks um, to get it close, you know, for a field goal or a touchdown. Yes, I'm confident. From, again, under, you're going to be under duress, though. With that many guys in the box, you're going to be under duress. True. So it's my favorite night of the year. I can't wait to find out what happens. Me too. What do you think about just real quick? Yeah. Two SEC teams. I mean, we're both Big Ten homers, so yep. I got to imagine you agree with me that you're kind of like, ugh. But two best teams in the nation. Are they in this game? Yeah. Uh, I think so. I think Alabama is the number one team in the nation. They lost to a rival. So I'm talking whole season. Let's look at the whole season yeah. and. At the end of this 2017 season, who are the best two teams? Alabama lost to a rival away. That was their only loss of the season. Am I going to like completely eliminate them from conversation? No, absolutely not. You know, in, in this scenario, we're also like, all right, well, if they are not, who is, right? Well, mm-hmm. neither of the teams that they beat head-to-head, not Clemson, not Oklahoma. Uh, Ohio State, nope. You gave up 55 to a like eight-win team. Great job. Um, Georgia lost pretty convincingly to the same team that Alabama lost to Auburn, but then when given a rematch, you beat them in the rematch. So you prove that you can compete with them. So then from there on, you got to control your own destiny. And your next step was to beat Oklahoma, which you did, and then you made the final. So I hate it. I don't see two better teams. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you're all as excited as we are for this national championship game. We will have a post-game podcast devoted solely to the game, and then we will start doing uh, more like reflection-based podcasts about the season as a whole. We'll pick some pods for specific teams. We'll talk conferences, how everyone did. Uh, look for those coming out. Those will be maybe not – in your usual Sunday, Tuesday, but those will be in a steady stream following the post. As soon as Evan uh, gets settled in St. Louis. Final playoff game. Yeah, let me get a house and get internet. <laughs> We're currently in a hotel. Let him get internet. Jesus. Other than that, remember you can find all of our previous episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, Google Play, or wherever else you get your fine podcast. And if you don't want to listen to those preview pods, because, you know, those are over, you know, <laughs> not very helpful. Why not check out our new podcast, why not? With the athletesguide.com appropriately titled The Athletes Guide Podcast. You can find that on iTunes, Apple Podcast app. Check it out. One more game to go, folks. Great you season. You can only pick. Great season. One game left to pick. Just remember, don't pick it like my brother. Don't pick them like my brother. Unless you pick them like both brothers. True. Although I'm in second place in that friends pool I did. Yeah, you know what place you're in in the 15-minute you pull? Zero, because I could never figure out how to pick any teams. It's known as last where I come from. Technically, I didn't get any wrong.